Good morning, angels. I, uh, I, um, it's already been a long morning, that's all I gotta say. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Open the stamp of prayer. Father God, I just thank you for each and every person in my life. I thank you for, uh, um, all these, these people that, that, that wanted to know you. And, um, Lord, if you can use me as a vessel to, to help them get to know you, then, then, Lord, that's what I want. That's what I want more than anything. Lord, I give you every thought in my mind. Help me to keep them positive and, and, and your thoughts, not my own thoughts. Lord, I, I give you every breath that I breathe, every beat in my heart, um, every emotion that, that I feel, Lord. Please monitor them and, and keep them in track so I can get the best out of this, out of this world and out of this universe. Lord. I thank you for uh I just thank I thank you for every person that 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 is a uh, part of my life, Lord. Let us all be surrendered to you, the Jesus Christ, and let let us be filled with your spirit in in our hearts, in our minds, in our body, in in our that our souls be bonded to you to you, baby, to you, my Lord. And um, that's crazy, see. I, I think of God as is I just love him so much. So um anyway, Lord, I want to keep this prayer open, open so that uh you can use me all day long, Lord. Uh, lead me, um use me in in, in any way you, that you feel right to um um show yourself in, in your hands and feet in this world. I want to start uh reading today we're on um, First Kings chapter six, and and that's where I'm gonna start the reading. In the four hundred and eighteenth year after the people of Israel came out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month of Ziv, which is the second month, he began to build the house of the Lord. The house which King Solomon built for the Lord was sixty cubits long, twenty cubits wide, and thirty cubits high. The vestibule in front of the nave of the house was 20 cubits long, equal to the width of the house, and 10 cubits deep in front of the house. And he made for the house windows with receding frames. He also built a structure against the house, the wall of the house, running around the walls of the house, both the nave and the inner sanctuary. And he made side chambers all around the lowest story, was 5 cubits broad, the middle one was 6 cubits broad, and the third was 7 cubits broad. For around the outside of the house he made offset of, on the wall in order that the supporting beams should not be inserted into the walls of the house. When the house was built, it was with stone prepared at the quarry, so that neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron was heard in the temple while it was being built. The entrance for the lowest story was on the south side of the house, and one went up by stairs in the middle story, and from the middle story to the third. So he built the house and finished it, and he made the ceiling of the house of beams and planks of cedar. He built the structure against the whole house, each story five cubits high, and it was joined to the house with timbers of cedar. Now the word of the Lord came to Solomon. 
concerning this house which you are building if you will walk in my statutes and obey my ordinances and keep all my commandments and walk in them then i will establish my word with you which i have spoken to david your father and i will dwell among the children of israel and will not forsake my people israel so solomon built the house and finished it he lined the walls of the house on the inside with boards of cedar from the floor of the house to the rafters of the ceiling he covered them on the inside with wood and he covered the floor of the house with boards of cypress he built 20 cubics of the rear of the house with boards of cedar from the floor to the rafters and he built this within within as an inner sanctuary as the most holy place the house that is the nave in front of the inner sanctuary was 40 cubics long the cedar within the house was carved in the form of gourds and open flowers all was cedar no stone was seen the inner sanctuary he prepared in the innermost part of the house to act there to to set there the ark of the covenant of the Lord. The inner sanctuary was 20 cubics long, 20 cubics wide, and 20 cubics high, and he overlaid it with pure gold. He also made an altar of cedar, and Solomon overlaid the inside of the house with pure gold, and he drew chains of gold across in front of the inner sanctuary and overlaid it with gold, and he overlaid the whole house with gold until all the house was finished. Although also the whole altar that belonged to the inner sanctuary, he overlaid with gold in the inner sanctuary. He made two cherub of olive wood, each 10 cubics high. Five cubics was the length of one wing of the cherub and five cubics, the length of the other wing of the cherub. It was 10 cubics from the tip of one wing to the tip of the other. The other cherubs also measured 10 cubics, both cherubs had the name, the same measurements and the same form. The height of one cherub was 10 cubics and so was that of the other cherub. He put the cherub in the innermost part of the house and the wings of the cherub were spread out so that a wing, a wing of one touched the one wall and a wing of the other cherub touched the other wall. Their other wings touched each other in the middle of the house and he overlaid the cherub with gold. He carved all the walls of the house around about with carved figures of cherub and palm trees and open floors and open flowers in the middle and outer rooms. That floor of the house he overlaid with gold in the inner and outer rooms. But the entrance of the inner sanctuary he made doors of olive wood, the lintel and the doorpost formed a pentagon a Pentagon. He covered the two doors of olive wood with carvings of cherub palm trees and open flowers. He overlaid them with gold and spread gold upon the cherub and upon the palm trees. He also, so also he made <clears throat> for the entrance to the nave doorposts of olive wood in form of a square and two doors of cypress wood. The two leaves of the one door were folding and the two leaves of the other door were folding. On them he carved cherub and palm trees and open flowers, and he overlaid them with gold evenly applied upon the carved work. He built the inner court with three course, courses of hewn stone and one course of cedar beams. In the fourth year, the foundation of the house <clears throat> of the Lord was laid in the month of Zib, and in the eleventh year, in the month of, of Bull, which is the eighth month, the house was finished in all its parts, and according to all of its specification, he was seven years in building it.
that was interesting. Did you see that the it was the fourth year before the foundation was set, and then it took seven years to to build it. And I'm wondering if that's kind of in correlation to what we're going to and through. Um, chapter 7, Solomon was building his own house 13 years, and he finished his entire house. He built the house of the forest of Lebanon in length. It was a 100 cubics, and its breadth 50 cubics, and its height 30 cubics, and it was built upon three rows of cedar pillars with cedar beams upon the pillars, and it was covered with cedar above, above the chamber chambers that were upon the 45 pillars, 15 in each row. There were window frames in three rows and windows opposite windows in three tiers. All the doorways and windows had square frames and windows was op opposite windows in three tiers. And he made the hall of pillars. Its length was 50 cubics and its breadth 30 cubics. There was a porch in front with pillars and a canopy before them. And he made the hall of the throne where he was to pronounce judgment, even the hall of judgment. It was finished with cedar from Florida rafters. His own house where he was to dwell in the other court back of the hall was like workmanship. Solomon also made a house like that hall of Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had taken in marriage. All these were made of costly stone, hewn according to measurements, saw with saws back and forth, even from the foundation to the coping and from the court of the house of the Lord to the great court. The foundation was costly stone, huge stone, stones of eight and ten cubics, and above were costly stones hewn according to measurements of cedar. The great court had three courses of hewn stone around bow and a cedar of and a course of cedar beams, so had the inner court of the house of the Lord and the vestibule of the house. And King Solomon sent and brought Hiram from Tyre. He was the son of a widow of the tribe of Nephetali, and his father was a man of Tyre, a, work, a worker in bronze, and he was full of wisdom, understanding, and skill for making any work in bronze. He came to King Solomon and did all his work. He cast two pillars of bronze, 18 cubics was the height of one pillar, and a, and a line of 12 cubic measure, measured its circumference. It was hollow, and its thickness was four fingers the second pillar was the same. He also made two capitals, uh, capitals of molded bronze to set upon the tops of the pillars. The height of the one capital was five cubics and the height of the other capital was five cubics. Then he made two nets of checker work with reeds of chain work for the capital um, upon the tops of the pillar, a net from the one capital and a net for the other capital. Likewise, he made pomegranates in two rows around about upon the one network to cover the capital and was upon the top of the pillar and he did the same and he did the same with the other capital now the capitals that were upon the top of the pillars in the vestibules were lily work four cubics the capitals capitals were upon the two pillars and also above the rounded projection, which was beside the network. There were 200 pomegranates in two rows roundabout, and so with the other capitals, he set up the pillar at the vestibule of the temple. He set up the pillar on the south and called its name 
Jashin, and he set up the pillar on the north and called its name Boaz. And upon the tops of the pillars were lily work. Thus the work of the pillars was finished. Then he made the molten sea. It was round, ten cubits from brim to brim, and five cubits high, and a line of thirteen cubits measured its circumference. Under its brim were gourds for thirty cubits compact. Compassing the sea around about, the gourds were in two rows, cast with it when it was cast. It stood upon twelve oxen, three facing north, three facing west, three facing south, and three facing east. The sea was set upon them, and all their hinder parts were inward. Its thickness was a hand breadth, and its brim was made like the brim of a cup, like the flower of a lily. It held two thousand baths. He also made the ten stands of bronze. Each stand was four cubits long, four cubits wide, and three cubits high. This was the construction of the stands. They had panels, and the panels were set in the frames. And on the panels that were set in the frames were lion, oxen, and cherub. Upon the frames, both above and below, the lion and oxen, there were wreaths of beveled work. Moreover, each stand had four bronze wheels and axles of bronze, and at the four corners were supported for a laver. The supports were cast with wreaths at the side of each. Its opening was within a crown, which projected upward one cubic. Its opening was round as a pedestal. It made a cubic and a half deep, and its opening there was carvings, and its panels were square, not round, and the four wheels were underneath the panels. The axles of the wheels were of one piece with the stands, and the height of a wheel was a cubic and a half. The wheels were made like a chariot wheel. Their axles, their rims, their spokes, and their hubs were all cast. There were four supports at the four corners of each stand. The supports were of one piece with the stands, and on the top of the stand there was a round band, half a cubic high, and on the top of the stand it stays, and its panels were of one piece with it, and on the surface of it stays, and on its panels he carved cherub, lions, and palm trees, according to the space of each with wreaths around about. After this manner he made the ten stands, all of them were cast alike and of the same measure and the same form, and he made ten labors of bronze. Each labor had four tea baths, each labor measured four cubics, and there was a labor for each of the ten stands, and he set the stands, five on the south side of the house and five on the north side of the house, and he set the sea at the southeast corner of the house." Hiram also made the pots, the shovel, the shovels and the basins. So Hiram finished all the work that he did for King Solomon on the house of the Lord, the two pillars and the two bowls for the capitals that were on the tops of the pillars and the two networks to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the tops of the pillars and the 400 pomegranates for the two networks two rows of pomegranates for each network to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were upon the pillars and ten stands and ten lavers upon the stands and the one sea and the twelve oxen underneath the sea. Now the pots, the shovels, and the basin, all these vessels in the house of the Lord, which Hiram made for King Solomon, were of burnished bronze in the plain of of the Jordan, the king cast them in the clay around between Succoth and Zeraneth. And Solomon left all the vessels unweighed because there were so many of them. The weight of the bronze was not found, found out. 
So Solomon made all the vessels that were in the house of the Lord, the golden altar, the golden table for the bread of the presence, the lampstand for pure gold, five on the south side and five on the north before the inner sanctuary, the flowers, the lamps, and the tongues of gold, the cups, snuffers, basin, dishes for incense and fire and fire pans of pure gold, and the sock, sockets of gold for the doors of the innermost parts of the house, the most holy place, and for the doors of the nave of the temple. Thus all the work that King Solomon did on the house of the Lord was finished, and Solomon brought it brought in the things which David his father had dedicated, the silver, the gold, and the vessels, and stored them in the treasuries of the house of the Lord. Now, if, there's a um, a book, Ezekiel, and it also talks about building the, the house of the Lord. And I think and I think that that's what one thing that we're going to need to do. And it says that that's that the, the water needs to flow through the house of the Lord. That's what it says in in Ezekiel, and and so and then that's how and then it flows. Um, and it eventually flows into the sea, but that's how the water gets pure. If if I'm understanding the Bible correctly, and then from the house of the Lord to the sea, there there will grow some um fruit trees uh, by the water, and then those fruit trees it says that the leaves of the fruit trees will heal the nations. But so that's what I think about that. Chapter eight. Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the leaders of the fathers, houses of the people of, of Israel before King Solomon in, in Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. And all the men of Israel assembled to King Solomon at the feast in the month Etham, which is the seventh month. And all the elders of Israel came and the priests took up the Lord, the tent of meetings and all the holy vessels that were in the tent, the priests and the Levites brought them up. And King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel who had assembled before him were with him before the ark, sacrificing so many sheep and oxen that they could not be counted or numbered. Then the priests brought the ark of the covenant of the Lord to its place in the inner sanctuary of the house in the most holy place underneath the wings of the cherub. For the cherub spread out their wings over the place of the ark so that the cherub made a covering above the ark and its poles and the poles were so long that the ends of the poles were seen from the holy place before the inner sanctuary but they could not be seen from outside and they are there to this day there was nothing in the ark except the two tablets of stone which Moses put there at Horeb when the Lord made a covenant with the people of Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt and when the priest came out of the holy place, a cloud filled the house of the Lord so that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. Then Solomon said, The Lord has set, set the sun in the heavens, but has set, but has said that he would dwell in the, in thick darkness. I have built thee an exalted house, a place for thee to dwell in forever. Then the king faced about and blessed all the assembly of Israel while all the assembly of Israel stood. And he was blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who with what, who with his hands have fulfilled what he promised with his mouth to David, my father saying, since the day that I brought my people Israel out of Egypt, I chose no, no city in all the tribes of Israel in which to build a house that my name might be there. But I chose 
David to be over my people Israel. Now it was in the heart of David, my father, to build a house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to David, my father, whereas it was in your heart to build a house for my name, you did well that it was in your heart. Nevertheless, you shall not build the house, but your son who shall be born to you shall build the house for my name. Now the Lord hath, has fulfilled his promise, which he made. For I have risen in the place of David, my father, and sit on the throne of Israel as the Lord promised. And I built the house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. And there I have provided a place for the ark in which is the covenant of the Lord, which he has made with our fathers, which he brought them when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven and said, O Lord, O God of Israel, there is no God like thee in heaven above or on earth beneath, keeping covenant and showing steadfast love to thy servants who walk before thee with all their heart and who has kept with thy, thy servants David my father which thou didst declare to him, yea, though didst speak with thy, with thy mouth and with thy hand, hast fulfilled it this day. Now therefore, O Lord, God of Israel, keep with thy servant David, my father, which thou hast promised him, saying, There shall never fall, fail you a man before me to sit upon the throne of Israel. It is only your sons. Take heed to... Take heed to their way to walk before me as you have walked before me. And therefore, O God of Israel, let thy word be confirmed, thou which thou hast spoken to thy servant David, my father. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain thee. How much less this house which I have built yet have regarded to the prayer of thy servant and to his supplication. O Lord, my God, hearken to the cry and to the prayer which thy servant prays before thee this day, and thy eyes may be open night and day toward this house, the place of which thou hast, hast said, My name shall be there. Then thou mayest hearken to the prayer which thy servant offers toward this place, and hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant and of thy people of Israel when they pray toward this place. Yea, hear thou in heaven that thy dwelling place, and when thou hearest, forgive. If a man sins against his neighbor, and it makes and it's made to make an oath to take an oath, and comes and swears his oath before thine altar in this house, then hear thou in heaven and act and judge thy servants, condemning the guilty by bringing his conduct upon his own head and vindicating the righteous by rewarding him according to his righteousness. When thy people of Israel are defeated before the enemy because they have sinned against thee, if they turn again to thee and acknowledge thy name and pray and make supplication to thee in this house, then hear thou in heaven and forgive the sin of thy people of Israel and bring them again to the land which thou gavest to their fathers. When heaven is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against thee, if they pray toward this place and acknowledge thy name, turn from their sin when thou dost afflict them, then hear thou in heaven and forgive the sin of thy servants, thy people of Israel, when thou dost doest teach them the good way in which 
they should walk and grant rain upon my, thy land, which thou hast given to thy people as an inheritance. If there is famine in the land, if there is pestilence or or blight or mildew or locust or caterpillar, if their enemy besieges them in any of their cities, where whatever plague, whatever sickness there is, whatever prayer, whatever supplication is made by any man or by thy people Israel, each knowing the affliction of his own heart and stretching out his hands toward this house, then hear thou heaven, thou in heaven thy dwelling place and forgive and act and render to each whose heart thou knowest according to all his ways for thou thou only knowest the hearts of all the children of men then they may fear thee all the days that they live in the land which thou gavest to our fathers likewise when a foreigner who is not of thy people israel comes from a far country for thou namesake for they shall hear of the great name and the mighty hand and of thy outstretched arm when he comes and prays toward the house hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place and do according to all for which the foreigner calls to thee in order that all the peoples of the earth may know the name and fear thee as do, as do they people Israel that they may know that this house which I have built is called by thy name if thy people go out of the battle out to the battle against their army by whatever way thou shalt send them and they pray to the Lord toward the city which thou hast chosen and the house which I have built for thy name then hear thou in heaven their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause if they sin against thee for there is no man who does not sin and thou are angry with him and does give them to an enemy so that they are carried away captive to the land of the enemy far off or near yet if they lay it to heart in the land to which they have been carried captive and repent and make supplication to thee in the land of their captors saying we have sinned and have acted perversely and wickedly if they repent with all their mind and with all their heart in the land of their enemies who carried them captive and pray to thee toward their land which thou gavest to to their fathers of the city which thou hast chosen and the house which I have built for thy name then bear, hear the, thou in heaven thy dwelling place their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause and forgive thy people who have sinned against thee and all their transgression which they have committed against thee and grant them compassion in the sight of those who carried them captive that they may have compassion on them for they are the people and thy heritage which thou which thou didst bring out of Egypt from the midst of the iron furnace. Let the eyes be upon, open to the supplication of thy servant and to the supplication of thy people, Israel, giving ear to them whenever they call to thee. For thou didst separate them from among all the people of earth to be the heritage as thou didst declare through Moses, thy servant, when thou didst bring our fathers out of Egypt, O Lord God. Now as Solomon finished offering all this prayer and supplication to the Lord, he arose from before the altar of the Lord, where he had knelt with out, hands outstretched toward heaven, and he stood and blessed all the assembly of Israel with a loud voice, saying, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel, according to all that he promised. Not one word has failed failed of all his good promise which he uttered by Moses his servant the Lord 
our God be with us and he was with our fathers as he was with our fathers. May he not leave us or forsake us that he may incline our hearts to him to walk in all of his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes and his ordinance, which he commanded our fathers. Let these words of mine wherewith I have made supplication before the Lord be near to the Lord, our God day and night and may and may he maintain the cause of his servants and the cause of his people, Israel, as each day requires that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God. There is no other. Let your heart therefore be wholly true to the Lord our God, walking in his statutes and keeping his commandments as at this day. Then the king and all of Israel with him offered sacrifice before the Lord. Solomon offered as peace, as peace offerings to the Lord 22,000 oxen and a 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people of Israel dedicated the house of the Lord. The, the same day that king consecrated the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord. For there he offered the burnt offering and the cereal offering and the fat pieces of the peace offering because the bronze altar that was burnt, that was before the Lord was too small to receive the burnt offering and the cereal offering and the fat pieces of the, of the peace offering. So Solomon held the feast at that time and all of Israel with him a great assembly from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of Egypt before the Lord our God seven days and on the eighth day he sent the people away, and they blessed the king and went to their homes, joyful and glad of heart for all the goodness that the Lord had shown to David, his servant, and to Israel, his people. Now, did you guys hear that? So, okay, so we built this house. Now, now, think of this. Okay, gold, we know, um, like it's been used in computers. So it's it's like a conductor. It's a, it, it, I think it... Um, um, it it must conduct energy. That's my, my thought of it. So, so the house built in these, in this particular, um, um, way using the same exact, um, measurements and all that. There's a reason for the measurements. I think I, it is because the, um, building the house in this particular way with the measurements, with the gold, um, it gives us the most energy, uh, when we pray towards it to, um, make things move on in this earth and on this earth. That's my, theory with that um then of course there's the water that has to run through it that goes into the sea with the with the trees too but i think that that we're getting somewhere because we know that that the attack that's coming against us now is is a um it's it's an energy attack it's a they have direct energy weapons it's and so we have to be able to direct our energy in such a way in a positive way um and with that house see and the coal and the gold put laid in that way um and then praying toward, especially in unity, we will, uh, praying toward the house, not to the house, toward the house, using that as our conductor to, to, um, reach the heavens to, to get, um, to, um, I guess, use the most energy in, in, the, to get the, um, God to move in this universe to, we'll save the positive energy, um, as we know, positive energy flows, uh, and then with the conductor and the gold and everything, it would, it would, just be that more um uh a stronger vibe stronger um uh answers to our prayers that's what i think anyways so anyways we're on chapter 9 um first first kings 
chapter 9, when Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that Solomon desired to build, the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time. And as he appeared to him at Gibeon, and the Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication, which you have made before me. I have consecrated this house, which you have built and put my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. And as for you, if you will walk before me as David, your father walked with integrity of heart and uprightness, doing according to all that I have commanded you and keeping my statutes and my ordinances that I will establish, then I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever. And I promise David, as I promised David, your father saying, there shall not fail you a man upon the throne of Israel. But if you turn aside from following me, you or your children and do not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them. Then I will cut off Israel from the lamb land, which I have given them and the house, which I have consecrated for my name. I will cast out of my sight and Israel will become a proverb and a byword among all people. And this house will become a heap of ruins. Everyone passing by it will be astonished and will hiss. And they will say, why has the Lord done this to the land and to this house? Thus, then they will say, be, because they forsook the Lord their God and brought their fathers, who brought their fathers out of the land, out of the land of Egypt and laid hold on other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore the Lord has brought all this evil upon them at the end of the 20 years in which Solomon had built the two houses, the house of the Lord and the king's house. And Hiram, king of Tyre, had supplied Solomon with cedar and cypress, timber and gold as much as he desired. King Solomon gave to Hiram 20 cities in the land of Galilee. But with Hiram came from Tyre to see the cities which Solomon had given him. They did not please him. Therefore, he said, what kind of cities are these which you have given me, my brother? So they called the, the land of Kabul to this day. Hiram has set to the, sent to the king 120 talents of gold. And this is the account of the forced labor which King Solomon levied to build the house of the Lord and his own house and the Milo and the wall of Jerusalem and Hazar and Medigo and Gezer. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, had gone up and captured Gezer and burnt it with fire and had laid and had lain slain the Canaanites who dwelt in the city and has given it the, a, as dowry to his daughter Solomon's wife. So Solomon rebuilt Gezer and lower Bethhoron and Balath and Tamar in the wilderness in the land of Judah and all the store cities that Solomon had and the cities for the chariots and the cities for his horsemen in Jerusalem and Lebanon and all the land of his dominion, all the people who were left of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jesputites, who were not of the people of Israel, their descendants who were left after them in the land whom the people of Israel were utterly, were unable to destroy utterly. These Solomon made a, a forced levy of slaves, and so they, they are to this day. But of the people of Israel, Solomon made no slaves. They were the soldiers. They were his officials, his commanders, his captains, his chariot commanders, and his horsemen. These were the chief officers who were over Solomon's work, 550, who had charge of the people who carried on the work. But Pharaoh's daughter went up 
from the city of David to her own house, which Solomon had built for her, that he built the, the Milo. Three times a year, Solomon used to offer up burnt offerings and peace offerings upon the altar, which he built to the Lord, burning incense before the Lord. So he finished the house. King Solomon built a fleet of ships at Abgibber, which is near the Eloth, on the shore of the Red Sea in the land of Edom, and Hiram sent with the fleet his servants, seamen who were familiar with the sea, together with the servants of Solomon, and they went to Ophrah and brought from there gold gold to the amount of 420 talents, and they brought it to King Solomon. That's where we're going to stop today. That's the end of uh, chapter 9, and we'll start at chapter 10 tomorrow. Um we got some good things out of out of the reading today. Uh, that's you know that's the first time I read about the measurements of the house and and it made it in I wasn't bored stiff. <laughs> anyway, um, this is coming alive. This the word of the, of the Lord is coming alive in our in our uh, present right now, and and we need to pay attention to all the signs that are happening around us so that we know that this is what um is happening and and. And as if you just hear my voice, then then and you're not paying attention to what's going on around you, you're you're missing signs that are happening for you, just for you, and that you need to um pay attention to and and start listening to and and watching for. So um I love you all, and 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 we'll start reading again tomorrow.